name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. Day eight of the COVID, just, I would say, mildly to medium annoyance for me. Um, still feeling pretty good. Never got hit too bad. That's the good news. The bad news is, is technically I can't go back to physically back to work. Uh, I've been working most days anyways, but, uh, cause I have a faint line still. It's faint now. It was not faint. It was dark and now it's faint. So it's just like every day. Anyways, uh, that's what's happening. And, uh, just a little update. You probably hear a little bit of congestion in my, uh, voice. That's what that is. That's what that is. Everybody. It's like a, like a thing. And the reason I bring that up is because it slides me seamlessly into my next subject, which is the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Now, if you're my age or roundabouts, you will know the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Now, by the way, I looked it up recently. It's pretty sweet. It's, it's like pretty sweet. Like it's, I don't know who built the damn thing. I should have looked, but man, is it cool. Like I want to drive it. Like it's, it's that cool. It's a throwback. There was a uh, shoe store when I was a kid. And I can't remember the name, but it had a huge big shoe in the shoe store. And we used to climb on it. And it's made from that same just nondescript material. It's not metal. It's not plastic. It's just you can't you can't destroy it. But it's that's what that is. And it's the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Anyways, travesty is that um, is that somebody stole the it's just so weird that i think these are things i can't make up anyways somebody stole the catalytic converter which is a which is a thing that is in most engines that converts people to catholicism i think i don't know i'm not a mechanic so that's my best guess somebody stole the catalytic converter out of the oscar meyer wiener mobile turns out it was in vegas las vegas for those of you who aren't in the state on state side Since 2000, this is not a joke, since 2022, more than, wait for it, 2,600 catalytic converter thefts were reported in the Las Vegas Metro by the Las Vegas, to the Las Vegas Metro Police. 2,600, like what's the, it's such a specific theft. It's like I'm going to take the left carburetor cylinder thing that's from this section to this section. That's, I'm going to steal that part. It's very weird. There's obviously I'm not on that black market kind of deal, so obviously that's it fetches a it fetches a penny. I'll, I'll bet you that. That's not why I mentioned. It. I don't really care. Um, Randy the mechanic, for those of you who remember Randy, he would care. He'd be like, "Yeah, hey, damn right, Cali converter, fetch a penny." He'd probably say. The reason I bring it is because the PETA, that's the uh, something people for the ethical treatment of animals or something. I don't know what the P stands for. I think it's people. The president Ingrid Newkirk. She suggested that Oscar Mayer's Wienermobile become a, instead of a hot dog mobile, a not dog mobile to promote vegan hot dogs and that she would pay for a new catalytic converter if they were to change it to a not dog mobile and promote vegan hot dogs. So here's my first beef is that not dog mobile is not funny. And I don't, 
here's I have a problem. I've been saying for years that vegans aren't doing a good job. They're not doing a good. They're just they're just annoying as fuck, and I don't know what to do about that. I want to gather them all up and go. Can you guys be mellow and cool and show how nice it is to not be involved in that shitty um, industry? But instead, you're just cuck- all cuckoo for cocoa puffs. And then you're not funny. And I don't have a, I was trying to think of a replacement and I was like, that's not my, not my bag. I'm a small stepper. I'm not, a, I don't write taglines and titles for ex Oscar Mayer wiener mobiles, but not dog mobiles. Just too easy. It's too easy. I don't like it at all. The second problem is that it's just causes. It's part of the first problem is that it's that they need to be cooler. <clears throat> I have noticed over the years of me doing what I do that there's a lot of people in my life and around me who do not ask me for uh, nutritional advice on purpose. Now, I made a policy years ago that I would never offer, and I don't. I really don't. And I don't even, I don't even bring up the subject of food. If I'm at a party, somebody brings it up, I go, hey, I'm fine. I'll answer you, but you freaking brought it up, so don't sh- so shut your pie hole. Or not, I'll have a talk about it, but I didn't start it. But there's a lot of people I notice who just don't ask me. They, they're not doing well, and they just won't ask me. You want to know why? Because they don't want to freaking hear what they probably on some level know. And that's okay. That's for, they're not ready. You want to know why? I don't even want to give, I wouldn't, I don't even want to give them the advice. You want to know why? Because they're not ready for it. Because if they were ready for it, they'd be like, all right, fine. I'm not 10 anymore. I'm not going to act like I'm 10 all the time just for this five minutes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop being 10 just so I can hear what you have to say. But sometimes... People come around and usually it's because they're just hit a certain point and they're like, yeah, all right, fine. God, Ugh, what? And I go, well, it's pretty simple. Kind of cool too, but I don't like the taste. I go, yeah, you will enough. It'll be all right. And you can still eat that other shit. You just gotta kind of don't do that as much and do this thing more over here more. Okay. I mean, once in a while, if you have to take a ride in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, that's what I've always said that I've always said it was, a, it was in my first chapter of approaching the natural. I said, well, Hey, listen, small steppers once in a while, you might want to get into the Oscar Myers Wiener Mobile, and and then but but then most of the time ride in the not dog mobile. That's I've always said that. I've always said that. Thanks to everybody um, who the reason I bring up the nutrition thing is because it's just it's just kind of interesting to me that there's people who know I'm a nutritionist. They'll wax philosophic about nutrition. By the way, to people that I know, and also even in front of me sometimes I go listen. Sometimes if they start it again, I'll be like, hey, listen, 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 listen. You're a stockbroker and I'm a nutritionist and you don't hear me talking about what Google closed at. So shish, sometimes I'll say that. I'll just go shish. Now, if you want to know what I'm drinking right now, I'm shaking it. Listen, athletic. Here's my little concoction. Okay. And I'm not selling anything. I don't do the athletic greens sponsorship thing. I don't do it. You know why? Because they haven't offered uh, it to me. I like the product. Okay. Okay. That's all I can tell you. There's lots of other green powders out there. Just get one that you freaking dig, all right? Anyways, Athletic Greens, um, ground flaxseed, fresh ground. Yeah, I know, fresh ground. Sometimes I'll grind some uh, chia seed. Grinding chia seed, yeah, you kind of got to do that. All you chia pudding nut nuts. It's the, the study on chia seeds, it's ground. Ground that shit, okay? You heard it, for, you heard it here first. Uh, or probably not. Uh, ground flaxseed, amla powder. What? I know. Hippy dippy. Cra- yeah, it's studied. It's actually kind of legit. I know. It's weird, right? Amla powder. Okay. And then I, f- I round it out 
with a little like berry powder mix thing. I just do this once a day. It takes me all, I shit you not, if it's a minute and a half to put this thing together, I'd be very surprised. So it's kind of a midday deal for me. I just got to throw it all in there, minute and a half. And sometimes that'll be it for the day. Like I'll eat that midday. I'll drink this thing midday and it kind of carries me to dinner. It's what I do. And I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. You asked. You didn't never ask. You never asked. Why don't you ask? Why aren't you the people? Why are you the people who don't ask? If you don't want to hear the answer, maybe you should hear the answer. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want, you know how they always say about meditations? Like if you don't want to meditate at all, that's probably the best time to meditate. It's probably the best. If you're just like, oh, I'm so amped up right now. I don't feel like meditating. It's like, that, that, no, that's the whole thing. That's, it's probably a good idea. I did a podcast on that. What you're most resistance to, I did think it was called resistance training. That's pretty clever. If you're super resistant to hearing what I have to say about nutrition, and I've never tried to convert anybody to the not dogmobile, not once, but if you don't want to hear, then maybe you need to hear more than ever before is what I would kind of, I would, I would say like that. Maybe more than ever before. Thanks. These in show notes. These you guys, the support that you give me, it's very touching. Right now it's February 20th and my editor, the editor of the publisher has not gotten back to me yet. So they said end of February. So now I'm kind of, I've already bitten my nails off. Now I'm just sort of pulling them at the roots. Like I don't got nowhere else to bite. And I'm like, why is this, why is this taking? I just, in my dream, I was like, she'll turn this puppy around like in a week and a half. Yeah, you know what, Sid, I, I read it and I got to tell you, 98% there. I made a few little notes, a couple of grammatical corrections, but you, basically you're there. <clears throat> that is not what's happening. I guarantee you that's not what's happening because why would it take this long? Uh, but anyway, thanks in show notes. Thanks to Patreoners. Uh, if you want to do that, then do that. It'd be really cool if you did. Uh, and check the show notes for anything else you want to know about me. Okay? And I've got books and things and out there. Okay, great, 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 great. This episode is called On the Shoulders of Giants. Now, I did a podcast. Actually, I did a video recently, but I talked about it in a podcast about the Prius effect. Listen, I don't want to... I'm not going to harp on the Prius effect. This is what I'm going to call a more subtle version of the Prius effect. And here's why. It's because it's been rearing its head with my work. And I'm full to the... I have more clients now than I've ever had in my entire life. I have more clients now than I ever have in my entire life. And I was like, I don't know too many, but I'm kind of rolling with it. I'm okay. I'm okay. Nice and organized. I'm keeping things organized. But having a great time because they're all over the map in terms of where they are in the 12-week thing, right? So it's just like, great. And then I go, have I ever told you the story? They're like, yeah, we told you told me that last week. Damn it. Like We're like all old married couples. I'm like, I told you that story? Yes. Seven weeks ago. What has been rearing its head is these uh, the Prius effect again. For those of you who are just joining me, is this kind of thing that's hanging out there that that you know, like not asking me for nutritional. It's like the thing that if you tackle that thing, a lot of things would get better, right? If you change your diet, but we don't want to do the diet, so we'll do everything but changing our diet. We'll do everything but touch the sacred, sacred Twinkie. We don't want to touch that because it's too good. The Oscar Mayer. Wiener mobile is too loud in our lives and we don't want to touch that. We don't get it because we think that we'll be miserable if we address that thing. But at the same time, simultaneously, we know that if we addressed it, we'd be better off. We'd feel better and be happier. How weird that we can coexist with that very, very big conflict. Eating the things that we know make us feel like shit, continuing to eat them, knowing if we stopped, we'd have a little bit more discomfort and be happier overall. Good Lord, we're a complex species and also kind of dumb. But the Prius effect is like that thing that you want to touch. So you'll do everything else. You'll do, I do everything. I do yoga. 
and I do Ayurvedic medicine, and I'm Vasha and Doshi and all a bunch of bullshit. Good Lord. Can we just sweep that thing under the rug and call it a day? Come on. Seriously. And just while you while you got your carpet up, sweep homeopathy in there. And also just throw acupuncture in there. It's okay. And naturopaths, they should all climb under there too. And then we just pat that thing down. And we just don't leave. We just leave it. Um, and so we do all these things. We don't address the things. Not that those things aren't useful. Yoga and 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 maybe Ayurveda. I don't even know. I'm just saying, without the thing, without addressing the thing, things don't generally get better as much as we want them to. That's not that. But this episode is not about that. This episode is the nagging stuff, and it's not as easy as you might think. Because here's the thing about, and I've always said my work isn't sexy, and this is the stuff I deal with with clients. I'm not even kidding. I'm like, do I? Am I? I mean, this is the least. This is the least flashy thing, but it's just the only hitch is that it really works. I know, I know when people take it seriously, but whatever. Okay, so it's not, it's the stuff that is, you walk in your house, for instance, and you've been walking in your house for 10 years, 11 years, let's say 11 years. You've been walking in your house for 11 years. And over that 11 years, things start to, you know, pile up. Literally, things start to pile up because we've, we're living there and we are busy and we have families and we are moving, you know, we're doing things we're we have jobs and we're, and we're, you know, on social media and that's important. And then we're, we're tracking, we have a tracker thing on the Wienermobile. We want to know where its next stop is. There's lots of things that fill our day. Things pile up, clutter piles up, drawers get more disorganized. Now, if you're like, this is exciting conversation. I know. Just can you please let me finish? Things get disorganized. Things pile up. Shirts that we don't wear anymore will stay in our drawers. We know we know the deal. Now, here's what's hilarious: is that that woman Marie Kondo? She wrote the like the how to declutter your home. She recently goes, yeah, I don't really follow my own thing because I got kids. I'm like, really, you do? Because we all knew that already. You jag off. That sometimes having a family and being busy makes it real difficult to follow your, you know, your little peaceful meditative, does this thing serve me? Really? Do you have the time? I don't. Do I sound a little bit angry? Yeah, a little bit angry at her. A little bit. I don't follow my own thing. I don't set my own example. I got three kids. So do other people have things like kids and other things that are like kids. Anyways, and so so there's these things that kind of pile up. But here's the thing about them. They're not a Prius effect like, oh, there's that huge thing. They're the stuff that kind of go under the radar. And the reason why they go under the radar most days is because we are in a state of stress just enough. Again, we're not walking around going, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, sometimes, but not most days. We're just, our level of stress is just, just, just too much, just a little too much. It's not, somebody would notice and and we, and, and it's usually like enough stress that it's debilitating to us on some level, but unnoticeable by most people. People might say, they seem fine, but it's we can kind of cover it, right? You've seen people who can, who are like, they're so... But then as soon as something doesn't go their way, like a switch, they turn into just a, a, just a monster overnight. That's, that means they've been existing just below that threshold. And and being there just below that threshold is, is sort of where they've been existing. And so it doesn't take much to pop them right into overwhelm. But also... Being that high makes it so that they don't, may not notice the things that are nagging, that are sitting, that are weighing on their shoulders. That's why I put on the shoulders of John. Sit, these things that are like, we walk by and we might hear a very quiet voice go, oh, damn, this freaking house is so cluttered. And, we, and it might just be like a lot quieter than that. It might just be like, this house is kind of cluttered, like that. And we kind of just don't deal with it. And then when if if on those certain fleeting moments, we have a time where we go, 
I got to deal. It's then it's then we go, oh my God, I can't even deal with that right now. It's too huge. I got too many other things. I'm right below the threshold of overwhelm. We don't say that, but that we feel that. And it's exhausting, the idea of decluttering our homes. But this is sort of the teeny tiny version of the Prius effect. But it can be, a, you know, decluttered home. It can be something that we're eating. It can be something that we're, you know, a drink that we're having a little too often. It can be, um, you know, a, 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 a car thing that needs to be fixed on the car that just kind of nagging on us. It can be organizing our emails, our inbox that we just kind of open our email. And go, oh, I'll get to that later. Just little things that are kind of subtly weighing on our shoulders. And you might say, but if they're little teeny things, then what's the big whoop de doo Well, I'll tell you what the big whoop de doo is because not only do things add up in our houses, but things add up on our shoulders. And if there's enough little subtle things that are kind of just weighing on us, that novel we don't don't write or whatever, and it's just, we don't have to write it, but we're just kind of like, ah, it's just, just ah. that will affect how we treat ourselves. Meaning it can affect how we eat, how we sleep, how we exercise, how we parent, how we are with our spouses slash partners slash whoever's in our lives, how we deal with our coworkers. These little, now there's sometimes there's big things. That's a previous effect. And that's just one big thing hanging out there. We go, you bastard. I know exactly. But the little things. And I've had some clients of late kind of in this work of thinking about things and not doing too much so that they can have time to actually think about stuff. They go, that's that, that's that thing. That's that little bastard. I should come up with a new name. Right now I have the, uh, it's like, I call it the tiny version of the Prius. It's not very catchy. It's not, not dogmobile. Like that's catchy. This is the tiny version of the Prius effect. Little stuff. Now, how do you figure that out? Well, this is where the stress comes in. Because we don't notice these things most days because we're too stressed to, to notice. We're too stressed to notice the things in our lives that aren't working for us or that need to be addressed that aren't emergencies. They're not massive. They're not violent. They're not dramatic. They're little bullshit things like organizing our desk so that when we come in the next morning, we're just in like a little bit of a better mood because we don't sit down to a shit show. And it's that stuff that really, we always want to go to diet. Tell me how to eat better, Sid. I go, okay, well, declutter your house. How's that work? Oh, what? And I don't actually have said that. I kind of have said that. I mean, I haven't actually said that. I've helped clients get to that own, their own conclusion because of this work. Because this stuff adds up. And this stuff that we're walking around with on our shoulders, little subtle stuff that we just kind of day-to-day don't deal with, it adds up and it affects us negatively on top of the other stress that is already part of our everyday lives. So my advice on this episode is to, I don't know, I do know, I do know, is don't worry about it. And here's what I mean. By not worrying about it and addressing the actual issue, which is to manage your stress better, then you'll start to, uh, those things will appear. They'll rear their, the reason why they're rearing their heads with my clients is because they've been doing ton of work, not addressing that issue directly. They're not, I didn't say like, what are the things that are subtly on your shoulder? They don't know yet. But when they lower their overall stress and they know how to, and they kind of do breath work and, you know, some light walks, not exercising too much, maybe backing off of the militancy with regard to exercise a little bit, unless you're training for something, in which case that's short term, but it's just in general day to day, a little less social media, a little, a little better eating, you know, nothing major, but you sort of lower that overall stress and all of a sudden you get to notice stuff. 
stuff that's working also, by the way, which is kind of cool. When you manage your stretch, you get to notice a whole bunch more. You're actually like, I'm kind of killing it in that one area that I didn't even give myself credit in because I'm so freaking stressed and so much in the world of, you know, that's not exercise because somebody said it wasn't actual exercise. I mean, good Lord. But when we can sort of manage our stress, we get to look at the world through our own eyes and give ourselves credit for the things that we are doing, but also realize, you know, that thing's been freaking nagging on me and it's been nagging on me for 20 damn years, 20 years. I've been, I've been thinking, I kind of want to tackle that thing. It'd be nice to tackle. Wouldn't it be nice to tackle that thing? Don't underestimate that stuff. Don't think just because it's not a has to be done today kind of thing that it's not taking you down in some subtle level and that subtle level adds up over time and over time that can affect the way that you treat yourself. Shutters open to dark But you said it'd be Light again So here I am Explain to me I had to suffer that Painful analogy And now I wonder If I'll ever be free Said you'd take my discontent away and undress it for another day. Described as sheepishly, but I was leaving, I was through with talking. Finally, 